Hello and welcome to the Southwestern's One Step Forward podcast, where we focus on better preparing yours and our future careers. Kicking off the episodes, we are going to interview a series of professionals who have volunteered to speak with students one-on-one in the portfolio review and networking event held by the Communications Club. This is your host, Katie Malinowski, with our guest, Tessa Ryland from the Better Business Bureau of Oklahoma. Tessa is... Social media and communications. Social media and communications. And she is one of the experts joining us for the portfolio and networking event for Swasu's Communication Club. Can you tell us a little bit about your experience within the industry? Yeah, definitely. So I graduated college in May of 2020. Um, I went to a small school in Kansas called Southwestern College and had actually graduated with an English degree. But in the middle of my college career, I decided that marketing sounded interesting. And of course, like in a desperate attempt to find an internship, ended up at a nonprofit. Um, And that is really where I got my first dose of marketing and fell in love with the nonprofit sector. So worked there for a couple of summers and graduated in the middle of COVID. And again, in desperation was like, I have to find a job. Like, obviously that's the next logical step. And my husband had gotten accepted to the University of Oklahoma to get his MBA degree. So we decided, you know, I think we're supposed to move to Oklahoma. And um, fortunately, the Better Business Bureau offered me a position. So I have, oh, I guess that's like almost four years of marketing experience combined. Um, I also worked in my college's marketing office, communications office. Yeah, the last couple of years have really been just thrown into the fire with social media and blogs and newsletters and all of that. So you're pretty fresh to the panic that we're feeling as seniors. Oh, yeah. Um, I still have dreams about it. (laughs) I definitely understand what you guys are going through. Well, I'm glad to have you here because that is the perfect perspective that we need as fresh graduating or going into our senior year of what should we be doing now? I mean, what is some of your uh, tips for resumes, portfolios, and interviews of just preparing yourself? Yeah, so um, I think that what made my resume stronger was definitely trusting people to look at it. Um, I was reaching out to professors who I had never even spoken to, and I was like, I hear that you're really good with resumes here's mine. Like, my name's Tessa. It's nice to meet you. And getting their feedback was priceless. As well as just being able to speak with, again, my professors and advisors about interviews and what would you recommend whenever I'm reaching out to companies or I haven't heard back from this one in a couple of weeks. Like, what's my next logical step? Because I really think, especially like, I mean, in my case, and I assume it's the same at Swasu, my professors wanted to see me, see me succeed. And they were willing to sit down with me even for 30 minutes at a time, um, even if it was over Zoom, and be able to talk through tips and next steps. Um, I think I even had a professor who like sat side by side with me as I worked on my portfolio. And like, I was constantly tweaking. So always being willing to like, have a draft of something and consider what you're doing to always be a draft because things have to change. I love that. It's always a draft. You're always developing Mm -hmm. it. 
Yeah. So for a student who is preparing their resume and there are so many templates out there, what is a major do or don't that you recommend that you see on resumes constantly? Yeah, um, I think whenever possible, I would suggest keeping it one page um, and being willing to cut things off. Um, so I know one of the things that was really hard for me, I started working when I was 15, I was a lifeguard and I was like, I have been working so hard for the last like six years of my life. I don't wanna cut these things off, but like the hiring VPs of communications don't care that I was a lifeguard, um, if we're being quite honest. So um, being willing to cut those things off and also, um, I know one thing that was always preached to me whenever I was creating my resume was um, being quantitative with things. So rather than saying like, designed a newspaper. So I came from journal a journalism background as well. So designed a newsletter, led my team to design this newsletter or newspaper saying developed one monthly newsletter or newspaper and led a team of 15. Like, obviously that's not very pretty um, the way that I just put it, but like being able to be specific about what you've done. So being specific, but also concise. So you're not bleeding into a second page. Not those generic uh, terms that you're seeing on all the resumes of I did customer service. I did proofreading, like it just. Yeah, definitely. And if, um, if there's anything, I know there are different um, like marketing awards that are given from like the Oklahoma advertising or Oklahoma City Advertising Club and um, American Marketing Association and all of those different things, or even just collegiate awards that are given. Um, so if there's anything like that, like be sure to list those things. Brag on yourself because like this is your shot to like get through the door to an interview. Absolutely, that's wonderful. What would you say are requirements that you, if you were interviewing, for someone to come in under your wing, what would requirements would you want to see of their portfolio? Oh, wow. That's a good question. I think um, a variety of projects, if at all possible, because it if you are able to do multiple things, that will make you a lot more marketable or valuable to a team than if you are like, this is my medium and this is like what I'm in love with. You can do that um, and feel free to do that in your job search, but know that if you're not open and able to do multiple jobs or copyright alongside your graphic design work or um, dabble in some video, those kind of things, if you're not at least willing to dive into that, um, especially if you're looking at like an in-house marketing firm or marketing department, like what I'm a part of, it's really important that I'm able to do multiple things uh, because a lot of teams, like you may be just with one other person in your field, in your department. So you need to be able to like share the workload and not be like, nope, sorry, I only de design in InDesign. That's it. Like I can't do anything else. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I love, um, I, I've always been a fan of being a jack of all trades. Yeah, so definitely. that definitely sounds like something that works within this industry. 
there are always the standard resume, the standard questions of an interview of tell us about the a hard time that you had with a coworker, things like that. Do you know of any specialty questions that they ask within this industry that are unique? Hmm. I should know this because I've sat in recent intern interviews. I think we're really interested in hearing the future, like what applicants are seeing for their future. And it's really hard whenever you're graduating to hear that, like, where do you want to be in five years question? Because like, my answer was always like, I want to be employed. I don't know. Like, I just want to have a job. So, (laughs) but that really is such a good insight to who a person is and what their goals are because it also helps like if this person is truly seeing you as a part of their team your leadership wants to know what your goals are because if they don't know like hey I would love to be able to run a team of a team of my own in the coming years they're not gonna try to get you in that position I've had that conversation with my supervisor where she said like there are seats at the table for people who want them. So like, you need to be clear about what your goals are um, and where you would like to be in the future, even if they're not saying like, you know, we're really thinking we want to promote you in like a year um, because that may not be the case. But like, again, just having a clear picture of where you would like to be professionally and knowing how to communicate that with the person who's interviewing you. I'm like making notes myself. I'm I'm totally at the same time of interviewing you for for the podcast and for everyone else listening. I definitely am trying to take all this in at the same time. It's not so much. So we just discussed you you have in that college student that you're ready to start applying for different careers. While in college, you mentioned that you were discussing things with your professors. Were there any skills, soft skills, hard skills that you wish you'd practice on? before applying for those nonprofits? Hmm. Probably patience. And I know that that's like, I'm still day by day struggling with that. But the unfortunate side of the hiring process is just that it takes time. And that's disappointing and it can be discouraging. But I think understanding whenever you're entering the hiring process or the applicant the applying process that if I don't get a response from these people or if the response is no or if I hear back from them in two months like that's not a gauge of my worth that's not a gauge of my skill set um they could just be really busy with their jobs they could be horrible at responding and like if that's something that you pick up then maybe that's not a maybe that's not a career for you, or maybe that's not an an organization for you. So like being okay with not getting those quick responses, and that's easier said than done, especially when you've graduated or you're about to graduate and like your peers are all getting jobs or like getting accepted to their grad programs. You're like, Well, I don't have any Facebook updates. Back in my day, it was always like you post on Facebook to announce your like next steps. And I'm like, I don't have anything to like announce and share. Um, But knowing that like everything happens for a reason and you're going to end up at the company that's right for you. Thank you so much. Yeah.
this has been great advice. I know that the future students and anyone, any other listeners who are listening to this are going to really appreciate this advice. Is there anything open-ended comments you'd want to make to a graduating senior going into your senior year? I would say don't speed through your final like semester, two semesters, last couple of weeks. Again, like we mentioned, it's really easy to, and I feel like I'm getting all touchy feely, um, but having gone through that semester where like I thought I was going to finish out my senior year with senior projects, the way that all of my classmates before me had, um, I thought I was going to have another spring on campus, like spring was always my favorite, and then I got sent home. Um, so like being in the moment and being present with your friends and your classmates, because that's a skill that you're going to want also when you're in your career um, to not just always look to like, okay, I'm graduated. Now I have a job. Now I get married. Now I get, now I have kids. Now I like always thinking to the next step, like just look at where you're at right now and be happy with where you're at. All right, you guys with that, that is the perfect quote to end this with. Thank you again, Tessa. This was yeah, absolutely of amazing. Of course. Thank you. Thank you listeners for listening to the Next Step Forward podcast. Stay tuned for our next episode.